In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Hello, and welcome to Bryce and Ren and Spongebob and Danny Phantom and Shock Zone and all grown up in the house. My name is Bryce Henderson. And Teenage Robot. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That one doesn't matter. I'm Bryce Henderson. (laughs) I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast of episode number 50 uh, of our podcast. And with me, as always, is one Renan Fontes. Ren, happy 50th. Happy 50th, Bryce. I can't believe we've gone 50 weeks doing Bryce and Ren. I know two more weeks and it would have been a year. Wow! I feel like the <laughs> should we know, do a, should we do a year? Yeah, a one year immediately celebration after? in two episodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> take it next week. We'll take another break. I'm down for that. We'll do a year with Brace and Ren, where we uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe listen to our first podcast ever and talk about it. Oh my! Review our first podcast. Yeah. Wow, that, yeah. that's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we gotta do, though. That'd be fun. We'll do that, and then maybe we'll watch uh, an episode of something that isn't Ned's and call yeah. it a day. Um, how's it going? It's good. I watched uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh yes, I loved it. You were you were right. It is one of the better MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wrong for doubting you. Yeah, it was it was incredible. It was very very good. Um. And it made me almost forget uh, slash care less about everything else going on in the MCU. Like, I don't care uh, unless Shang-Chi's involved. He great movie. Really good Mm -hmm. movie. It was I'm glad I went to the theater to see it in my view. I was expecting my viewing to be pretty lousy, like people talking and stuff. But it was overall pretty respectful. Yeah, good. There was one guy who kept laughing during inappropriate scenes. Yeah. But uh, he embarrassed himself around halfway through the movie. (laughs) good he learned his lesson um yeah i was so no, i went into it completely blind i thought that it was about someone who was going to propose to 10 different people um <laughs> like uh the first mcu rom-com you know kind of like branch out genre wise yes that's what you i know, thought infinity mm-hmm. saga's over you know let's get to the heart of the people mm-hmm. yeah so i was surprised when um he left the movie a completely unmarried and not even engaged so yeah, and there was only like one person he could have been married to. There was only one ring that he could have given anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, there weren't even yeah. nine other rings to be given to nine other people. It was very weird, weird movie, but it's still fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a fantastic film. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. So, um, almost as much fun as I had with these Nicktoons. Almost as much fun? A lot less fun. No, a <laughs> lot. Well, hold on. I had a lot less fun with these Nicktoons than I did with Shang-Chi. Okay. That, that makes helps. more sense. Okay. But, uh, so, what didn't you like about uh, these Nicktoons, this Friday night lineup? Um, I don't, I didn't, hmm. They just seemed void of, I don't know. I don't know if I just wasn't in the right mood uh-huh. for them. 
Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't love my viewing of any of these episodes. I actually liked most of them. Okay. I thought most of them were pretty good, except for Chalk Zone and All Grown Up, which I found pretty awful. Yeah. And this is, to be, like, this is probably my least favorite time period, I guess, for Nicktoons. Like, I really like Fairly Odd Parents. We got no Fairly Odd Parents in this batch. Um, SpongeBob is okay. Like, he's fine. Um, at least we, these were, like, classic episodes of SpongeBob. At least I, we, we were watching, like, season 12 SpongeBob. stuff, right? So <laughs> I was really worried we were going to get some of the later episodes. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah. So I think what I'm thinking for format is we'll just kind of talk through the, yeah. the different episodes. We're not really going to talk through like all the beats of them, um, but yeah, maybe just like good. some different talking points some things that stuck out um, in each of them. And we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, and if you want to follow along, uh, they're all on Paramount Plus. They are. You can watch so. them ads. You can also buy the individual episodes on Apple TV, which is what I did. Mm-hmm. So whatever uh, floats your boat. There's plenty of ways to go ahead and watch these. Um, so yeah, so let's start. The, the first episode in the lineup was Chalk Zone. Um, and so did you choose this episode or how did we stumble upon Double Trouble slash Midnight Train? So I picked Double Trouble Midnight Train because it was the newest episode at the time that this uh, block aired. Okay. Okay, yeah, so that's the logical. Wiki, the wiki where I got the lineup from, like, it keeps track of Nickelodeon showings through, like, all history, but it, it's, like, logically missing some, yeah. like, blanks. There's some blanks. And okay. the Chop Zone was one of them, so I just picked whatever was most recent. Um, this theme song was radical. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down that I liked the theme song. <laughs> yep, I said, solid theme song with an awesome guitar riff. Um, it doesn't really tell us much about the story of the show at least the the lyrics don't i believe the the visual does but yeah is it the chalk the chalk 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 zone rudy's got the chalk yes so growing up no me neither no not really um and i thought that i would appreciate the animation style a little bit more when rewatching this and it was like hit or miss there were some some scenes where i was like oh that that's kind of cool but otherwise it was yeah i really like the art direction I think everything else about this show is really lousy. Yeah. It's, it sucks, because I do actually like the animation mm-hmm. and art style a lot. And it's super creative. And I remember as a kid thinking, like, it always, it always left an impact on me just how creative it could be. But the writing and the direction, the pacing, it's so boring. The characters are, like, annoying. They're annoying, and they're all <laughs> flat, and there's so much exposition and explaining what mm-hmm. motivations are and what characters are going to do next and what they've done and what they're doing. So in uh, the blue guy, um, yeah. Snap, see, so Snap, I believe is, uh, this isn't true, but sounds like Rosie O'Donnell when Rosie O'Donnell voiced Turk in Tarzan. <laughs> Maybe um, that was the inspiration. <laughs> yeah. They said, we love what Tarzan just did. Uh, let's get a Rosie O'Donnell-esque sounding human. Um, make them voice our blue. Is he a superhero? He's like a Ru- Rudy created him, so like, you know, he's so Snap is to Rudy what Adam is to God. Mister God, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Penny is uh, not Eve. Penny would be like a uh, Godette, God's wife. Yeah, Godette. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's, I wanted to talk about the rules of Chalk Zone because I'm a little bit confused. 
What uh, what confused you? Okay, so how how do things end up in chalk zone? So Rudy has a magic chalk mm-hmm. that creates things, which he got from a cave. Yeah, in chalk zone from how the did... biclop who like biclops <laughs> who likes men and women. Okay. Uh, Ru- like Rudy can like erase stuff, and he may. I don't know if like chalk zone is a shared thing or if it's something that Rudy created. Yeah, so that's I'm um I'm confused how he got into chalk zone in the first place to get the magic chalk to then let him into chalk zone. Like it might be. I feel like in that case he has to be the one who created it. Then yeah, like maybe the chalk just like chose him. Mm-hmm. Like you know um, how Wallace picked the kids in Harry Potter. How, how, what? Oh, yes. Yep. The chalk chose Rudy. The chalk chose him. So he was, like, called to it. Because was there a Rudy before him, or everything in Chalk Zone was made by Rudy? It lo- like it looks like everyone there has a history with Rudy. That could be because we're, we're watching an episode that's, like, 15 episodes in. Yeah. There's already, like, established continuity mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But I get the feeling that Rudy is, like, the creator god here, and the chalk denizens, like, Skrull, are just mm-hmm. trying to rebel. Okay. Because, like... And- like, like, imagine you and I are just doing our podcast thing, mm-hmm. then God shows up and he's like, all right, now I'm on the mm-hmm. podcast because I made you. Yes. We'd both be like, no, please don't do this. Yeah, we're, we're doing this. And he'd be like, oh, but I'm okay to be here. So Rudy is God. Rudy's basically God. And the yeah. chalk people are right to rebel against him. Yeah. Um, well, so, so there's that. And then anything that Rudy draws on his chalkboard or on any chalkboard in a certain radius of Rudy, anything that gets erased ends up in chalk zone. I think it's any chalkboard he uses. Okay. I think he has to use a specific chalk though. I don't know. Uh, So I think it's a specific chalk for him to physically get into chalk zone, but I think that it's uh, regular chalk. Like if he, he draws something with regular chalk and then erases it. When it's a race, it shows up in Chalk Zone because that's in this episode. He, him, and Penny create a robot, and then they erase it, and then it appears that, in Chalk Zone. Okay, that's another little plot point I feel we gotta discuss because they mm-hmm. make a killer robot and erase it. They know what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I, I, I why, said, why said the same they, thing. Why would they bring that to Chalk Zone? Yeah, you knew exactly where I was going with that. So if they understand the rules of Chalk Zone, then they must know that by erasing it, it's they're releasing this. Um, doomsday device upon the citizens of chalk zone rudy draws an atomic bomb <laughs> as a prank mm-hmm. this is really gonna get snap good yeah this, this rudy, no! <laughs> yeah um so that i feel like all those rules are important just to <laughs> set rudy up as um uh, in my opinion a menace he sucks mm-hmm. he, he's voiced by tommy pickles I don't know if you uh, noticed that in between episodes. No, I, I didn't know that. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, I, I could hear it. Um, so he does this. I'm, I'm just seeing if there's anything else that he... There's a, a Deus Ex Machina-esque ending where this this robot is like taken over and uh, the plan is to have it dressed as Rudy uh, go into the chalk mine and blow up and destroy the pretty much destroy the chalk mine and so we see that happen and we're like oh the chalk mine's gone but turns out rudy made a a, an identical chalk mine yeah he he drew a fake chalk mine off screen Mm -hmm. while penny his friend also reprogrammed the robot Mm -hmm. off screen yeah and they didn't talk to each other 
No, and they explained yeah. this to us after it had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's this, much the whole show. That's basically it, the whole show. It was not a satisfying ending. It's not even remotely. It's it's unsatisfying, and it was ball. It was bland and dull, and it's mm-hmm. weird because this is a show with like a city that's always night. Yeah, and, like Beanie Boys who drop banana peels, stuff that should be interesting, funny, creative, but yeah. And so they they leaned on this as like, oh. Because uh, I, I saw him blow it up, and I was like, oh, like, I didn't expect him to actually go through with that, but here it is. Just for them to be like, oh, psych. I, so I was expecting the twist to be, mm-hmm. okay, let me back up a bit. Throughout the whole episode, the the killer robot's deal is that he destroys stuff, and then he does something very helpful afterwards. Okay, yes. He does that bit, like, mm-hmm. three, four times throughout the episode. Yeah. I was expecting him to destroy the chalk mine, and then rebuild it even better. Yeah. Yeah, that that would have made so much more sense, especially because they they showed us. You're right; they showed us that multiple times. They set it up. I would have been fine with that. I would have accepted it. Like it would um, have at least like made sense logically mm-hmm. within the episode. It would have been an ending that everything was building towards. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we didn't get that though. What about? Um, I said that there was a musical number. I, well, I don't remember it. Musical but the- numbers. There are two. Well, so one of them is the segment, right? We get yeah. <laughs> we get a, a second segment at the end, which is uh, listed as almost like its own part of the episode, but it was about like three minutes. Minute. And then we get uh, there was I, what was the musical number in the episode? It was Scrawl and uh, Craniac. Oh, okay. Thinking yeah. about how they're gonna make Rudy their slave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was, and that's not. Um, that's not you changing any words. They did no, specifically not. say, I wrote down the quote, but I think I ended up erasing it. Um, but yes, they <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Uh, what else? I said, Chalk Zone drags like a zombie. <laughs> uh, Red, what would you do if you were in the path of an explosive runny nose mountain? I would simply draw a bigger handkerchief than the one that Rudy did. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe, er- can I erase stuff inside Chalk Zone? Is the mountain sentient? What's yeah, the deal? Yeah, I don't know how that works. If they erase it in Chalk Zone, does it then appear in the real world? What? Okay, did you also catch that Penny calls the real world real world, not the real world? Uh, no. She ref- <laughs> it's Chalk Zone and real world. real world. Yeah. Which makes me think that um, Penny's Chalk Zone is maybe three layers deep, and real world is... Like, one layer deep. I'm thinking these kids shouldn't be spending so much time in Chalk Zone anymore. No. No, they've been... There's too much Chalk uh, chalk Dust uh, soaked into their pores. Yeah. Um, And then I guess my last thought with Chalk Zone, Ren, was... um, Did Chalk Zone cease uh, cease to exist after uh, whiteboards and smartboards became more common? I mean, there's there's just no story anymore, right? Yeah. Do you what do you, do you think it was hard for Rudy to say goodbye to Snap as he became a teenager? Yeah. Like, there's, there's no way he can get into Chalk Zone anymore. Mm-hmm. He has to do it at home. He doesn't get to have fun adventures. <laughs> He's an adult now. Every now and then, he thinks about mm-hmm. Snap. Snap, and Snap is uh, left alone, hoping one day Rudy will come back. He's gone jaded and bitter. Yep. Um. Yeah, anything else about Chalk Zone? <laughs> uh, let me share some of my notes. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down the line, oh good, hanky for me. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the this? way he said it was very inappropriate. Yep. Uh, they do a, a, an old McDonald bit. 
Like the show yeah. feels like it's skewed young, but that's preschooler humor. Mm-hmm. It felt so out of place. It was like EI, EI, oh no. I like, think that's like, what it was. Nick Jr. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does Penny the human not recognize the lack of flesh on Rudy Robot? Mm. Yeah, Rudy, um, and th- that, I think that's a really good transition, actually, into <laughs> my life as a teenage robot. Oh, you wanna rate, you wanna rate the episode first? Yeah, let's rate, rate it, um, but yeah, that, there was a theme, an odd theme between both episodes, was, uh, robot passing as a human, slash human, I don't know, trying to pass as a robot. Yeah, I gave the episode a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 2. Okay. I uh, like the art style and animation was the only thing I remotely liked about it. Yeah. Everything I, else was an utter drag. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit of a worse person for watching Chalk Zone. <laughs> I feel meaner. Mm-hmm. Um, my life is a teenage robot. Another hit theme song. I love this theme song. I actually really like this show. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Nick shows growing up. Same. Uh, same. It, it was a really funny show. I remember watching the pilot, uh, with my brother and just thinking it was hysterical and like the funniest thing we had ever seen. Um, rusting in the rain in the intro credits. Uh, I said it looks like she's muted. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it looks like uh, when she rests, instead of it being rest, she's just turned to like meat a bunch loaf. of meat. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Okay. Um. We get two segments yep, here, like full segments, segments, unlike Chalk Zone. Unlike... <laughs> <laughs> They're actually, like, equal in length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get Raggedy Android. Return of Raggedy Android. Raggedy Android is an earlier segment from an earlier episode. This is, like, in season one, though. Yeah. So the, we've already seen Raggedy Android twice? Yeah. <laughs> and is Raggedy Android referring to her, like, skin? Yeah. Okay. That, like, they're referencing an earlier episode when they talk about the skin early on. Okay. Um, and to those listening who didn't watch the episode, yeah, we're talking about her skin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess she, we should introduce that concept. <laughs> uh, Jenny XJ9, the teenage robot, wants to be a real human. And she wants to go to the fair. The reason she can't go to the fair is because she might scare away the humans. And so her scientist, uh, professor, someone. Mother. It's just mother? Professor it's mother? Okay. Mother. Like yeah. um, she's like, you can't go to the fair because you don't look like a human. Jenny's like, oh, I, I need to go to the fair. And Jenny, and so her, her mom's like, well, then uh, I could make you a skin suit and it's going to take a few months. And she's like, please, please. And the mom's like, okay, I'll, I'll do a rush job. Uh <laughs> give the skin suit sentience Mm -hmm. this was upsetting i this was a nice little creepy episode i liked it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like a um we see it and it looks like i it makes her look like a scarecrow the uh the crease in the back that talks at her the sharp (laughs) like teeth Mm -hmm. animation yeah i love the art style in this show isn't it really creative it's super cool. It has a great sense of style, really mm-hmm. colorful, really nice use of lighting. Um, Ren. Yeah. So two things. One, Jenny is six and a half feet. Does that bother you? Yeah, I feel like the show <laughs> makes her look shorter. 
it definitely makes her look shorter, but maybe Brad's just tall too. I mean, she's supposed to be in like what, early high school? I think it's like early high school, middle like late middle school, something Six like and that. Six and a half foot robot walking around. Um like a tall girl from Netflix. Is that a show, Tall Girl? Like a movie, right? I mean it could be. If it isn't, we could make it. Yeah, Tall Girl, 2019 film. Mm-hmm. What's it about? Uh, let's see. Jody Craman is 16 and six and one and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. She has been tall for her age since she was three, which has made her insecure her whole life. Students continually ask Jody, "How's the weather up there?" In contrast, <laughs> Jody's older sister. Okay, I've heard Ar- enough. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched this? Why were you familiar with this movie? You haven't heard of Tall Girl? No. I've not watched it, but I've heard of Tall Girl. Should I watch it? It has a uh, 44 on Rotten Tomatoes based off nine reviews. Okay. Yeah, I'll check Bryce, it out. Bryson Renan, Tall Girl Tall for Girl. a one-year anniversary? The, yeah. Maybe. You know, it's basically yeah. Read and Weep for the next generation. It is. It's Read and Weep. Um, okay, so she goes to the fair. Uh, she scares everyone. And uh, we see, like, a Frankenstein mob form, and they have, like, fair foods instead of, like, torches and stuff. Are, are, you, are you still doing your bit, or are you now incorrectly describing the episode? I feel like you and I may have watched different episodes, Ryan. I, did you watch the first Raggedy Android episode? I watched Raggedy Android. No, I watched the return of Raggedy Android. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Hold on, hold on. So we watched two completely different episodes. (laughs) My episode was about robot racism. Okay, I didn't get that. Yep, my episode was about (laughs) robot racism. There were BDSM space bikers. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Skin came alive, and she had to fight the skin. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So this must have been, this was the finished product, then, that you're seeing. Yeah. Okay. And her, her skin looked normal. She looked like a regular girl while wearing it. Okay, no, I got not that one. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So we, we watched, watched a completely different episode. But we watched, that means that we watched the whole Raggedy Android saga. That's true. Now we, collectively, we know how this plays out. We can piece it together. So let me tell you quickly what happens with mine, and okay, then you can yep. fill me in what happens with yours. No, let's not even do it the second <laughs> segments of ours, then. Okay, that that's fine. So raggedy android saga. Yes. So uh, in mine, she wants a skin suit. Uh, Ma- How did that, you not catch on to me describing the wrong episode when I was talking about her her asking mom and wanting to go to the fair and stuff? You thought it was a bit. Yeah, I thought it was a bit. <laughs> you were doing a bit, <laughs> and no. I just wanted to respect that fact. But it was starting to go on too long, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so she wants to go to the fair. Mom's like, no. So then uh, mom makes her a rush job skin suit. It makes her look like a scarecrow. She goes to the fair. She scares everyone. Um, people chase her with, like, cotton candy. They yell at her. Uh, and then uh, a Ferris wheel breaks loose. And she catches the Ferris wheel. And people decide that she is pretty cool. That's what happened in mine. All right. Yeah. So my episode was the return of Raggedy Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place a few weeks later. Uh, Jenny is with Bradley at Mesner's, the 
like soda parlor 1950s shop that Bradley works at mm-hmm. that's owned by uh, Mesner's himself, who is sounds like Scrooge McDuck. And he's very racist. Okay. And he has a sign that he points to and he says, I have the right to refuse service to robots. And he kicks Jenny out. Yeah. From a counter. And Bradley tries to stand up to it and is like, you can't kick my friend out. Uh-huh. And Ned's like, well, if y'all, I can fire you. And Jenny's like, all right, I'll just leave. So Jenny goes back home. Yeah. She's like going through her closet. She's really sad. Uh, she's looking for her skin suit. She asks her mom where it is. And her mom says, all right, I, I you know, I've, I've improved the skin suit. Yeah. And she gives Jenny the skin suit. The skin suit like latches onto her. Like, have you watched Spider-Man 3? Yeah. You know how like the yeah. symbiote works and like takes over the mm-hmm. body? It just yeah. like that. It's okay. exactly what happens to her. She gets venomed. But she's like a girl. Mm-hmm. All venom. If Venom looked like a, just a normal girl. A girl. But, uh, so she becomes this normal girl, and she goes to Mesmer's, and all the guys are like, oh, let me buy you a Frosted Beverages. That's what they say? Yeah. And, okay. And Bradley is, uh, he sees her, he's like, oh, yeah, you're looking cool. You, My friend's, my best friend's name is Jenny, too. And she says, I'm her. Mm-hmm. But, uh, then the skin suit starts talking to her. And the skin like suit- Venom gains sentience okay and tries to suppress her uh, superpower side mm-hmm. and like the whole theme of the episode is that the skin suit is trying to make her normal and like because normal is beautiful yeah and Jenny like even asserts to herself later in the episode that she's beautiful in her own special way but the skin suit is trying to like eat away at that okay so, it's a cute it's a cute message i thought yeah but uh no. but uh while this is happening some oh, no. bdsm frog bikers from outer space Frog? Frogs. They're all frogs. They're wearing okay. skin tight leather. There's mm-hmm. this large frog woman named Letta, and she has a small frog man named Lenny on a leash. Okay. <laughs> and they uh okay. they cause some trouble at Mesmer's. Mm-hmm. And Mesmer also refuse has the right to refuse service to alien to space bikers. Space and bikers. Frogs. Yeah. But uh, eventually Jenny fights the skin suit. And she asserts her own self, and Brad quits Mesmer's, and the racist gets defeated. Okay, that's what I was gonna make sure. Um, that that's that's what happened there. Yeah, every, like everyone gets their comeuppance. It's a positive message. Good episode. I ended up giving it an eight. Okay, mine mine was good uh, <laughs> as well, um, and uh, I gave mine a, a seven. All right. Yeah. Uh, yours sounds a lot more exciting than mine was, though. Yeah, mine sounds a lot better than yours. Yeah, mine just had the the big moment was um, it was like her training in the beginning, and then when the Ferris wheel went off the rail somehow, uh, it almost hit an electrical wire, and then it didn't. And that was like really all that happened. Mine so, was great. It had a nice, really creepy yeah. atmosphere. Uh, well paced. Mm-hmm. The action was fun. Hmm. It's too. It's too bad you watched the bad one. Yeah, well, I'm happy you watched the good one. Thank you. And yeah. our audience now understands the saga of ra- Raggedy Android. <laughs> Android. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I feel like, well, it's funny because like I think you and I probably described the episodes pretty well, but yeah. they still sound like nonsense. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um. All right, D- Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom, Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I watched this one. <laughs> Uh, me too. I'm glad we're on the same page here. Mm-hmm. I I like this one. This was one of my favorites of this batch. Uh, I I didn't like the dog. 
You didn't like the dog? No, there's a ghost I... dog who's annoying. I don't know. I feel like I don't understand why he, how he kept coming back. I understand why, but I didn't understand how. What do you mean? So Danny, we see Danny put him into the portal and then shut the door, and then the dog like jumps right through the portal. Cause he hasn't. Uh, he needs to find peace. This is season one, so they're still ghosts. They're like actual like dead people ghosts. So they need oh. to like find peace to move on. Uh, is that and that's like a premise of every episode? I think so. I think that's like the general premise like early Danny on. Danny helps them find it. Nickelodeon made them change it later on because uh... it was too morbid. Because you know that scene like at, right at, near the end of the episode where Danny finds, like, the pens and they're abandoned and the dogs were clearly killed. Yeah, yeah. And he grabs the toy. Yeah. Like, that's their way of, like, showing that okay. they, like, they are legitimately good. Like, that was my reading of it. Yeah, no, so that... Like, that... from the context that I remember from the rest of Danny Phantom, that's that was ended up being my takeaway. It makes a lot more sense, because um, I I was pretty confused. I, I, was, I thought the whole premise was, like, Danny's job was to pretty much just take the ghosts and put them back. Yeah. Um. And so he did that, and then the dog jumped back out, and I was like, "Okay, so, like, is this dog just special or something?" But no, that makes more, that makes more sense. Is that Danny's role, at least in this first season, is more like he needs to help the ghosts, uh, find their peace, whatever that may be. Yeah. So, um, have you ever owned a five hundred eighty dollar top? $579 top. Oh, yeah, I rounded up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was true to the price she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never I don't think I've ever owned a piece of clothing that own that expensive besides my wedding tux. Yeah, fair fair enough. What is, like what happens if you spill spaghetti on it? Like she wore it to school. Like she was begging for disaster. She was just mm-hmm. showing off. Yeah. It's the hubris of money, Bryce. It is. And things are going to backfire on her. For the whole first half of the episode. And all because of the unpopular boy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I thought this was a very Spider-Man-esque plot. Danny it definitely creating, was. Danny creating his own villain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked Vlad showing up. For those who don't know, Vlad is the overarching main villain of Danny Phantom. Mm-hmm. I liked I liked seeing like little build-up in early episodes of shows. Well, so that's why I, I said Vlad, that his dog... Uh, I so I was confused. I was like, "Is that did Vlad let the dog out? Did Vlad so, purposely want the dog to cause chaos?" Vlad is the main villain. His main thing is that he has a, he has a personal vendetta against Danny's father because he's in yeah. love with Danny's mother. Okay. Do they and end up together? Do they end up together? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there is a bad future timeline where things go wrong. So maybe Vlad and Danny's. There's multiple timelines in this. There is. There is a story arc later on where Danny creates a bad future where he turns evil or something wow. and he has to prevent it. This was uh one of the contenders for uh what we were going to watch Ren. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I yeah, think it so... would made a good uh, viewing from this one episode, I think. I think it would have given us a lot to talk about. Well, yeah. I I agree, especially if there's like an overarching plot like that. Mm-hmm. Uh it could have been good to watch. Could have been fun to follow. Um, all right. And so Valerie, she comes from money, but she's not going to come from money anymore because this dog is going to like ruin everything. Yeah. For her. Um, and then Val becomes evil because Vlad shows up and is like, Hey, I made you a suit. Um, and I wrote down fake out, make out. (laughs) 
fake out make out mm-hmm. which it, is, it wasn't a bad plan so similar you said that this is like a spider-man movie so straight out of like uh like superhero movies this is similar to uh like get help right yeah it's just like get help yeah it's that's what what i thought that this was similar to uh Danny is like gonna be fighting and then he's like pulled into a bush by uh the girl from Beetlejuice. I think her name is Sam. And it is, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. By Sam, and then he's gonna change back into himself and be making out. And so by the time Val goes to look in the bush, uh he she finds them making out instead. Loser love. Loser love. Danny Phantom has a more mature tone than the other episodes mm-hmm. than the other shows. Mm-hmm. But it's like the difference between twelve years old and fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Yep. Um, and a little bit more for the uh, teens in the audience who are still hanging on to Nick. What's their friend's name? <laughs> I it, okay. Nicole just said it was Tucker, but I've been referring to him in my. I've been referring to them in my notes as Ned Mose and Cookie. Okay. Hmm. I mean, look, they're basically yeah. the like, personality-wise. <laughs> in terms, right, of he's like the nerdy friend. Role. Yeah, he's the nerdy friend. She probably does wood shop, uh, and then the, our main character, Danny Ned, the do-gooder. He mm-hmm. wants to do well. Doesn't always do it. No. Um. Yeah, he is like. Uh, he wants to date Val. He he does. He wants to fake out, make out with her. He has a red hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else here? Yeah, the dog just wanted a squeaker. Yeah, it wanted its toy back. Mm-hmm. Probably was killed dirt to, you know, get rid of the security dogs for the security firm that made the new up- upgrades. I thought that was a um, nice little interesting implication. Also, um, uh, so, was there an intro to this and then it cuts to the credits? Is there cold open? Yes, there is. Okay. I think it's Danny being chased by the bullies. Then he spills the drink on Valerie. Then it yeah. cuts to the opening. Okay. And I, I, is the dog in the opening? The dog is in the opening right before it cuts to credits. Okay, we got credits and then we got back from the credits and dog was now in a lab. Uh, yep, cut to credit. So back from credits, we're in the lab. Danny has chased the dog here. They create a bunch of damage. Mm-hmm. Valerie's father gets blamed for it and he gets fired because he like supposedly made the lab indestructible and they got rid of all their security dogs, which is this dog. Ah, Full circle. Okay, and that's why the dog went to the... I was... Everything's coming together, Ren. This is why we talk it out, because <laughs> uh, I watched it half asleep, and uh, I was like, this dog is annoying. Uh, I'm here to help this you, Vlad guy? Yeah, I'm I, t- very unfamiliar with Danny Phantom. I didn't... I couldn't really tell you the plots of any episodes. Um, but that, so... maybe even that's worth noting, though, because, like, what if Ned wasn't into Danny Phantom either. And he just randomly watched this episode and he had your response. Mm-hmm. Would you watch more? Uh, I don't you, think you so. Know, it's, it's, it's an enjoyable show for the payoff, but you know, yeah. one random episode, it didn't win you over. No. You needed he, more content. Um, yeah, I wonder if Ned would have put out tips about how to watch uh, Danny Phantom. Always make sure your VCR recorder is taping. Mm. Never tape over anything valuable. <laughs> don't want to lose any birthday memories mm-hmm. always and i mean always trust your teachers it's like <laughs> ned what <laughs> it's like always the tips he gives uh who looked 
uh, the end of Danny Phantom, they go to a concert. Uh, they bought out Valerie's tickets, which felt kind of rude. I mean, she didn't need them anymore. I mean... She became evil, too, you know? Yeah. She green goblin them. She did green goblin them. Uh, I, I gave it a 6 out of 10. But I, 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 huh? I gave it an eight. An eight? Okay. Yeah. Um, who looked worse in All Grown Up? Who looked the worst in All Grown Up? <laughs> they all looked. Uh, Charlotte Angelica's mom did. They gave her oh visible gosh. like bad Botox. She's yeah, she's not good looking. So the general premise of All Grown Up is that it is a grown up version of Rugrats. They're supposed to be ten. The scripts treat them like they're high schoolers. It is... It's, it's a, this is one of my least favorite Nick shows, I think. Like, even growing up, I would only watch it out of morbid curiosity. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't really like the characters. It felt... Um, you know how it played to me like a animated Disney Channel show? Yeah. That's a really good way of describing yeah. it. Um, and so... I think because of the fact that it was animated and not live action, it made the characters seem even like that much more unreal or like that much more um like made of cardboard. They're they're just not particularly likable either. Yeah. Like they don't have a lot of traits. Like mm-hmm. what was what was Tommy's trait this episode? He's a good a good brother, always follows orders. Bill's weird. Yeah. Uh Phil and Lil were worried about the test. Yeah, they're twins, by the way. Yeah, so that's like their thing. Uh, Angelica. Angelica's mean. And but the little kid she's hanging out with is meaner. Is meaner, yes. This is a sympathetic episode for Angelica. So, did it also stick out to you that this is clearly an SAT episode? But because they're in the fifth grade, it has to be. Like yeah. Fifth grade standardized test. Mm-hmm. The, big the biggest test of your life. Mm-hmm. The teacher used to be a buff man before yeah. he was fifth grade. <laughs> test. Tommy gets arrested later in the episode, and the police let him go on account of they understand how stressed one can get because of the test. One of the officers lost a hip during mm-hmm. his fifth grade test. Also, the ten-year-old gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Like this would be a bit more reasonable if he were like sixteen or seventeen. <laughs> But he is ten. He's a ten-year-old child. You, like, listen. When you steal, what was the last time you saw a ten-year-old? They don't look like that. When you steal a lawn gnome and when you steal uh, a welcome mat, these are the the things that happen. You end up in jail. This is real life. Mm-hmm. Um, what else with Tommy? He he's bland, right? Uh, yeah. Sleeping through his test, anyways. Yeah, Dill wants the whole episode. Dill wants to go to like a museum of the weird. I, I it's it's Sully's museum of absurd and disgusting oddities. Yeah, and that you know, that makes sense because as far as we know, Dill is a weirdo. He wants to be abducted by aliens. He had mm-hmm. a dream that uh, the police arrested him in his underwear, and he, when he remembered it, he smiled. Yeah, the creepy creepy nine year old. I don't like him. Um, so that's Dill. It's like, we get that. Chucky, is Chucky a year older than them? Yep, he is a year older than them. He's, he's okay. two in the original Rugrats series. So Chucky's already taken the test. And it was the worst experience of his life, but he did yeah. not undergo any 
physical damage. Um, I mean, like, if anything, this... So, I don't know what Nickelodeon was doing thinking putting out this episode. Because, like, if I'm a kid and I watch this, and it's going to make me be that much more afraid of tests. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there, there was never, like, a, a moment where it was like, oh, like, they're all exaggerating. Don't worry, the test is easy. Or, like, well, the test is fine. Just do your best. It's because the test is in the background. The test is in the point of the, me- the episode. The episode's moral is a person can't be blamed for what he does when sleepwalking. Uh, well, so my takeaway was the brother thing. Was that's what well, brothers but that's do. But that's what Tommy literally says at the end of the episode, those exact words. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a classic plea in front of the judge. <laughs> what do you think happened to one of the writers? <laughs> Uh, also, Spike is gonna eat Brussels sprouts. And he farts. <laughs> and he fart? just farts. Yeah, I said he's pushing it. He, he's looking, uh, he's looking old. Yeah, I think I he's think gonna, he, he's gonna go the way of the dog and Danny Phantom. Um, pretty soon. Why they had to keep them ten years old. Spike yes. wasn't gonna make it to high school. <laughs> no. No, Neither he isn't. Grandpa, but we didn't see him. Yeah. Uh, and anything else? here in this episode. It was a mess, but yeah, we got I didn't say a single thing about Angelica's plotline because I just couldn't care less. Me neither. I'm glad you feel the same way because I could not give a shit about Angelica and little Angelica and mm-hmm. uh, them trying to outplay each other. I, I just... If I, that's I don't what happened. That. Yeah. If that's what happened, sure. Um, no. <laughs> it was so hard for me to, to, to care about it because as soon as I saw, oh, this is what we're doing... I don't want to hear two like hear two people go back and forth about how annoying the other one is, or we're just like being more bratty than the than the other one. It's not fun. It's not good to listen to. Um, uh, what's uh, Chucky's dad's name? Chaz. Chaz. Chaz has a wind uh, has a wind chime that's made out of horseshoes from his childhood pony. Oh my god! I wrote down the pony's <laughs> name. Hold on. Where did I put it? Cracker toe. Chaz's <laughs> <boyhood> pony. <laughs> That's one of the objects that uh, Tommy steals while he's sleepwalking. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> nah, I like that line. I'm glad yeah, you brought that up. I had to had to remember that one. Uh, anything else? All grown up. It was not fun to watch. It was not as fun as the other shows to watch. Yeah, I'm going through my notes, and there aren't a lot of funny lines. I didn't no. like. I'm, it's mostly just like recapping what happened. Yeah. Uh, also, they have a sleepover before the test. Yeah. Why? The act. Is that the plan? The plan is for them to study and catch Dill overnight. Okay. Okay. But I know my parents would have never let me sleep over somewhere else. Hey, on a school night. And that Phil, Dill, and Chucky all come from broken homes. Howard isn't in the new Rugrats reboot, Bryce. Mm. You know, things have changed. Yeah. And so because of that, they can all sleep over? Yeah. Mm. You know, no one's keeping track. No one's, no one's, no keeping one's track. Keeping no one's track. doing the math. Yeah. Well, Chaz, is he's on watch, right? He's Yeah, he's one of the neighborhood. Don't Lil's mom out, out on watch. Debbie? So. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, Ren... My biggest takeaway here was Angelica's mom. 
She Me? just looked really, she looked so bad. One of her cheeks was like lopsided. Oh my gosh. Time has been very unkind to her. Uh, I give All Grown Up a 3 out of 10. I also give it a 3 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Sponge 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out so we get four. two SpongeBob episodes, two segments in each. Uh, which episode did you like better? Not segment, but which episode? Hmm, good question. Mm-hmm. Let me look through them really quick. I ended up giving them the both. I gave them the both. I gave them both the same score, actually. Okay. That might change after mm-hmm. our conversation. Yep. But if I were to pick one over the other, I think I would choose Missing Identity Plankton's Army hmm. as my preferred. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a week of crime is one of my favorites. So I think I would have gone with the first episode. Uh-huh. So, uh, who is Pantera? I have no clue, but they keep using their music. It's a special musical appearance by Pantera. <laughs> um, big rock band? Must be. Let's see, how many um, Pantera albums are there? SpongeBob. American heavy metal band from Texas. Yeah, so let's see. Vulgar display of power. Far Beyond Driven, The Great Southern Trend Kill, Cowboys from Hell. Nine albums. Okay. Yep, I also counted nine. So, um, what is the heaviest Pantera album? Maybe that's something for our our one year, Ren. Bryce and Ren and the heaviest Pantera album. (laughs) We can do a track-by-track analysis. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pass on Pantera, <laughs> but I want to know how Pantera was got for SpongeBob. What was that Maybe relationship we'll, like? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pantera SpongeBob Y. Yeah. So while you're while you're looking up that, let me um, this episode is the one. So I thought it was the one where SpongeBob and Patrick get stuck in the dome. They really wanted to be that episode, but instead it's Sandy preparing for hibernation. And so as a result, SpongeBob and Patrick, oh, sorry, SpongeBob uh, promises to pretty much be with Sandy through everything she does until she goes into hibernation. And it's filled with a bunch of extreme things that push SpongeBob to his limits. Then he goes missing. It's pretty intense. Um, Ren, did you find any connection with Pantera? It looks like this is just something Spongebob does with some artists, just uses their music. Okay. Just wanted to give him some creds. Yeah, I like this episode. This episode was super funny. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of fond memories of uh, pre-hibernation week growing up. Mm -hmm. This is a segment that, watching it, I could, like, see it in my brain happening as (laughs) it was, like, before it was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one that stuck out to me was when... Um, Sandy is uh, like skiing or whatever. She's like going down the mountain really quick. Uh, she's like on fire. She goes past someone, uh, lights them on fire, and then goes past uh, two people. She goes past one of them. One of them uh, is on a bike, and then all of a sudden the bike turns into a tricycle, and he's uh, sitting on the tricycle with a lollipop, and he's like, uh, I can explain. Always loved that as a kid. <laughs> Still gets a laugh out of me now. Yeah. I also liked the uh, fly fishing bit 
then the drummer up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so, such good comedic timing. Hay yes. in the needle stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then SpongeBob goes missing and leaves his clothes on the ground to which his little dressings. Yeah, to which Sandy finds them and says, SpongeBob always folds his dressings. Especially when he's walking around in the nude. Yeah. Which apparently that's the thing he does often. I mean, SpongeBob's usually pretty naked, right? You know, I, there's a few episodes where he's nude. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of my favorite lines: "I is 100% my male." <laughs> right off the bat, we're opening with some great humor. It's mammalian. Yeah. Uh, these episodes are iconic. Like they're not even—they don't feel iconic to me. But like as I watched it, I was your same experience as you. Everything just came rushing back to me. Like, it's weird how Spongebob mm-hmm. just sits with you. Yeah. Um, Spongebob goes tongue skiing, which I hated. <laughs> yeah. He gets a lot of sand on his tongue. Uh, I've That him landing and his leg bones going through his head. Have, that's an image that always sat mm-hmm. with me as a kid. And it's like not full bone. It's like just the tip of the bones. Yeah. Are sticking out there. Uh, as Life's as extreme as you want to make it. He screams. Yeah, uh, and so he he hides, right? And um, Sandy splits some, gets everyone together for a search party. P- splits them up into teams. Um, some team gold team, gold team, gold team rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I gotta say, I think, like, I thought that the show was funny as a kid, but I, oh. I I wonder if as an adult I thought it was funnier. Or, like, if I had never seen this before, if as an adult, I would have thought this was very funny. I appreciate the dialogue more as an adult, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Just, like, the timing and the mm-hmm. pacing and just the delivery. It's funny. No. SpongeBob's eye mm-hmm. am a man holding up his <laughs> tiny little razor. Uh, what else? We get, they're all looking around for SpongeBob, like, all the different citizens uh, they walk up to Sandy to give reports. They're like, oh, he's not here. He's not there. And Squidward's like, he's not in my thoughts. <laughs> Poison Stretching <laughs> Cove, the leech farm. No. Moist cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Red, where was he hiding the whole time? Under Patrick's Rock. Oh my gosh. It's a good spot. Yeah, and then uh, everyone eventually, they get sick and tired of the search, so they hide as well. They end up hiding underneath the rock with their eyes sticking out. SpongeBob leaves, and then we get the end of the episode where Patrick comes home and does his "Who are you, people?" Classic ending. Great mm-hmm. button. Yeah, it's just a classic SpongeBob segment. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, um, if SpongeBob weren't as long as it is, I would be interested in looking at it more closely. Yeah. Uh, maybe like in the future, we still have so much more time with Ned. Ned has technically had a crossover with SpongeBob. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, both are. Uh, I think SpongeBob is canon with Ned's, so we can probably link them again. Bryce and get... SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. Ned's lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh four. Yeah. <laughs> when are we gonna interrupt Ned again for SpongeBob? Let's see. It came out November fourteenth, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. All right, so in a few weeks, we'll do it for the anniversary. Yeah, we gotta do it for the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's the, the first segment. Um, uh, and then we get... 
Life of Crime. Life of Crime. This is another yes. great one. You're right. This is a really funny one. Yeah. Um, they are learning a little bit from Mr. Krabs about what stealing isn't isn't. <laughs> That's right. You can borrow anything you want, anytime, as long as you get it back before it's missed. <laughs> a true businessman. All right, yes. then, Hug. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to take that and they're going to put it to use by stealing a balloon. On Unf- National Free Balloon Day. <laughs> <laughs> but they pop the balloon so they can't give it back no. before it's missed, yeah. turning them into thieves. Mm-hmm. So they have to, they resort to life on the run. It's such mm-hmm. immediate escalation. Like in the it first is. two minutes, they've stolen the balloon, popped it, and exiled themselves out <laughs> from the bottom. It's so funny. It's yeah. It is. I think that that's a great point, and that's something that SpongeBob does really well. Is it takes the starting point and then it just moves it so so fast, like rapidly fast. Um, and the chocolate bar bit, where <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do for food? Luckily, SpongeBob has uh, two chocolate bars, one for him, one for Patrick, that they plan to uh, eat out for the rest of their lives. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It'll get them to the end of their life. They just ration it. I mean, in a way, it will. Thanks. I think I'll eat it now. <laughs> says Patrick. He eats the whole thing. And then he says it again a few moments later and bites down on his hand. And now he <laughs> believes that Spongebob has stolen his candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with Patrick, and it's always, like, haunted me as a child, is I can't tell if he's, like, just that dumb or if he's playing games here because he seems like the type who would mm-hmm. try to play spongebob out of his second candy bar but he's also so stupid yes that's what makes the character compelling yeah is it's like but and it's like it's like an innocent stupidity as well yeah. it's like he just doesn't know any better like he i in this case i think he genuinely believes spongebob took his candy bar and he does not remember eating it just moments ago and it's, it's another great escalation. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes, like, two beats for Patrick to turn on Spongebob after yeah. being given the candy bar by Spongebob. Mm-hmm. So they... Like, Spongebob's gesture of kindness turns into Patrick turning on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their their life of uh, on the run turns into, like, a few minutes on the run <laughs> before they decide that they're going to go tell on each other. And they go to the police. They get laughed at. Well, first they get put into a jail cell. And then immediately let go. Because it's free balloon day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, uh, does free balloon day exist today? I don't, does if, free balloon day exist? Yeah, I don't, I don't know where I would go to get a free balloon. Or I don't... Let's see. Is there a free balloon day? Yeah. And even if there is, like... Do I want a free balloon? December 27th. Hmm. You know that that seems like it, it seems like a bad day for free balloon day. You know. Yeah, yeah two after, days two days after Christmas and right before New Year's Eve. Who's going mm-hmm. out for balloons? Maybe bad day free balloon day though. Kind of keep the balloon industry afloat. Yeah, yeah. That way they're able to say they do it, but it's like, oh, you missed it. Where were you? Oh, with your family. Oh, too bad. Uh, how about some lollipops for the road, Bryce? Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Patrick and Spongebob will take some lollipops, um, and we run into the same thing. 
those flat foot stole Patrick's lollipop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one shares a big old laugh. Yeah, and I gotta... got a shot of the moon above the ocean. I gotta use that more. Those flat foots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flat footed. Yeah. Uh, another. That was another good episode. Uh, yeah, I gave SpongeBob. Uh, this was an eight out of ten. I gave this one an eight and a half. I really okay. liked it. Uh, so, Ren, the problem is that now people don't need to stick around because they know what you rated the last episode. That's right, but they don't know what you rated the last episode. That's true. Give yourself some credit, man. Okay. Bryce and Ren. Yeah, okay. I'm the Bryce in the Bryce and Ren. Bryce of it all. Yeah, I'm the Bryce of it all. I bring it. Okay. Was uh, Okay, on to another SpongeBob episode. SpongeBob 2. Mm-hmm. Missing identity. Was this an open, like the opening here? Is this a reference to something? It's like a reference to like all noir movies and stories, mm-hmm. right? Like detective stories. Yeah. I was sure. Character at his lowest point reflecting mm-hmm. on what's happened to them. Yeah. He's lost his, he's lost something once. That's what he says. But like, I, I love the lead into it. It's like this moody little restaurant. Mm-hmm. Guy, like a guy at the counter is just talking to the waitress. Spongebob loudly, I lost something once. Mm-hmm. I lost something I couldn't live without. Should we try this? Should we go to IHOP and uh, pro- like proclaim this? I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. I think this could be a fun bit. Could it stop the restaurant? Like, stop them from what? Do you want to, like, stop all their businesses? No, they can keep eating. Okay. But I want, like, they can listen to us. So you want we, all like, eyes on us. Yes. And then okay. you and I just um, verbatim repeat this episode. I think we could pull this off. Especially if we were in sync. Okay. Talking at the same time so our voice is louder. You know, project a bit deeper. Everyone mm-hmm. in the restaurant can hear it. Yeah, I think people would like that. And then uh, our food comes about halfway through. So we do an intermission. Okay. And we can leave the guitar case out so people can throw in change and change. stuff. Change, yes, in IHOP. <laughs> uh, I think IHOP would probably kick us. I think if we do the bit fast enough, they wouldn't have time. We could say it's a flash mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a flash mob, so you can't kick us out. Yeah. Flash mob law. Have you ever had dog food? Have I ever had dog food? Yeah. No, but the pilot episode of Rugrats where all the babies want to try Spike's dog food made me want to try dog food when I was very little. Do they turn into dogs in that episode? You're thinking of SpongeBob, SpongeBob. when they turn into yeah. snails. Yeah, I wanted that to be this episode. <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, yeah, SpongeBob tries Gary's food. He's like, that's disgusting, but I'm glad I'll never need to do that again. <laughs> Peterson feels a disturbance at Snail Poe. Because mm-hmm. SpongeBob's wretch was so loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to work. Everything is solid. Uh, this is this reminds me of the Cory in the House episode, Ren. Which one? The one where we watched the same thing twice. In what part? Oh, you mean the? Well, this this is way handled way better though. <laughs> Are you sure? It actually has like variants, variants, and it changes. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, comedy rules are adhered to. Yeah, I'll never forget the time that Cory did us dirty. By making us watch the same segment <laughs> twice in a row. And it, it was like so, it was tweaked so slightly that it didn't mm-hmm. even matter. And so long. It was like six minutes each. The 12 minutes of the 21 minute episode was the same thing. I love when uh, SpongeBob gets to him walking to work and they interrupt him. 
and ask, when exactly did you lose your identity, and who's Patrick, and mm-hmm. why did you eat Snapo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all- why? Why is this story being told? <laughs> Can you get to the good part? Yeah, so he skips ahead. He does. <laughs> he skips ahead. Uh, he's at work. And there's going to be a uniform check later, Red. A surprise uniform inspection in one hour. <laughs> Whoever's uniform is mismanaged is getting the boot. A this stinky boot. This bothered me. Uh, I wrote, uh, why do we never see to babe Raph again? Uh, but by that, I meant to say, why do we never see the name tag again? Tip Bay Raph. Yeah, that's what I typed. I think we do see the name tag on him sometimes. Really? Like when he's working? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty sure it shows I'll up. I'll trust you. I feel like this is the only time we ever see it. I'm pretty sure it shows up a few times. Well, we don't see it at first. Yeah. Because it's missing, Ren. He lost it. He lost his identity. So mm-hmm. that's what the story's about. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I get the episode. Uh, now he needs to go backwards, trace everything back throughout the day. He tries the snail food again. Tries to get Patrick to greet him, but Patrick keeps forgetting his line. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's really upset about that request. Yeah, I uh, I love when Pat when SpongeBob comes out the first time. Patrick says nothing. SpongeBob says hi. Patrick just says bye. <laughs> and SpongeBob walks away, and Patrick says bye. <laughs> little things in life, you and know? then yeah, because then when SpongeBob goes back to repeat the day, Patrick is also still standing exactly where he was left. <laughs> so Patrick has not moved. And starfish don't usually move, right? Usually they yeah, stay in the same spot for a while. They do their thing. Um, yes, the uh, SpongeBob recruits Patrick to help him because that doesn't help him find his name tag. They look through the trash. And um, bench of discovery, they find a Stingray five thousand single. Mm-hmm. It's pretty big. What would um, Stingray five thousand? What is that? It's a bikini bottom band. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's supposed to be Power Man 5000? Because mm-hmm. I think of, whenever I think of a number like that, I think of uh, the number 3000 because of Bernie Mac in Mr. 3000. Do you know that movie? I, I haven't seen Mr. 3000. I haven't seen it either, but... Uh, You're a big I, Bernie Mac fan. I, no, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen that movie. Have Daddy? uh yeah all right yeah uh i think that we we prefer um mac attacks okay yeah that makes sense sorry mackie axe mac attacks yeah uh power um, man 5000 is from boston massachusetts oh this is a local reference so maybe we should get them on the show yeah we can see what they're doing well after we're done listening to uh patreon or whoever they are pantera uh yeah. we can go we ahead can and Spider One, DJ Radden, Merv Three, Ty Oliver, and Taylor Haycraft. Sorry, is someone named DJ Radden? Yeah, G- DJ Ratten. Ratten. Okay. Yeah, we'll get them on the. They are not doing anything. We'll yeah. get them on the podcast. Um, SpongeBob shirt was backwards all day. What a goof! What a what a you know classic SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Always getting into these mischiefs. Yeah. So he finds it. Uh, puts it on. He's ready for the inspection, but he smells bad. 
You know, it's an easy way to kill eleven minutes. It is. I like that yeah. the that the episode was in real time. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even notice that. A layer to it, I think. Mm-hmm. It was exactly the the time that it took him to find it. Yeah, now SpongeBob's gonna be smelly. Um, that dumpster did not look appealing either. No, it it's so gross. It was Greek. Uh, it was green gunk, and it's so easy to slosh through. Yeah. No. Um, Plankton. Plankton's army. Last yeah. segment. Our last segment. He uh is angry. He's an angry dude. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think life deals him a bad hand. Well, so the chum bucket, what is chum? What is, it's like, like a fish, fish. Duck, right? Yeah. So I don't understand why he thinks people want that. The plankton is just the classic bad businessman. He's he's mm-hmm. the he's Krabs' perfect foil, you know. Did Good Burger come before or after SpongeBob? Good question. I'm thinking before. Because yeah. I always oh, think not actually. Good Burger's ninety seven. SpongeBob is I think like ninety nine. Yeah, it's ninety nine. So it did yeah. come first. You're right. Yeah. So I, maybe I always like, uh, burgers are just a Nickelodeon thing. They like burgers. Because mm-hmm. I always think about the two as being very similar, like the war between crabs and plankton, and then Good Burger and Mongo Burger. Yeah. But the difference is Mongo Burger um, doesn't sell fish guts. No, they sell food. Yes. So I feel like that's plankton's first issue. He doesn't need a secret formula. He just needs to not serve fish guts. It's like what you're saying here. This isn't McDonald's versus Burger King. It's McDonald's mm-hmm. versus Home Depot. Yeah. Plankton was in the wrong business altogether. Entirely. Yeah. Like Home Depot can go ahead and get the recipe to the Big Mac sauce, but what are they going to do? Put that on a plank of wood? Would you Would you get that wood? No. Mac wood? I, I would. You are a Bernie Mac fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you are a Mac attacker. Mac attacker. <laughs> Yeah, we have a, um, you know how, uh, have you ever seen those Facebook ads that are like uh, for advertising specific Facebook groups? Yeah. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg approached us Mac attackers uh, to do one. Did you so, join? Well, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna have a big ad for our Facebook group, for the Mac attack Facebook group. But like anyone can join because of the ad now, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. going to consider joining them. So, yeah, it's pretty good. We have local... Um, trivia contests and uh, every friday um a bernie bernie a, uh, bernie mac impersonator goes live so. were you trying to remember if bernie mac was alive or dead yeah yeah it was. <laughs> yeah his, uh, <laughs> it's his last movies were madagascar 2 soul men and old dogs mm-hmm. yeah i mean you don't need to tell me that I know. I know what his last I, I movies were. I the audience to know. Okay. Yes, they can get some insight into. Uh, yeah, and it's a shame that like people hear Bernie now and they think of the politician. Yeah, not the uh, comedian who passed away. Yeah, the iconic uh, Bernie Mac. Um, Plankton gets his family together as a reunion to try to take over the Krusty Krab. Well, it's also the anniversary of Plankton first coming after mm-hmm. the Krusty Krab formula, the Krabby Patty formula. Yeah, that's kind of sweet because this is like an anniversary for us. 
Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're like Plankton right now. Coming after Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for his uh, money, secret money ingredient. Mm-hmm. It'll be, the ingredient will be us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sheldon, we learn, is Plankton's real name, and there's a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, that's right. This was, this was the one part of the episode that lulled for me. I don't get it. Yeah, Sheldon. Not- Funny name, you know? Yeah, not that funny. I mean, it's Bazinga's name. Yeah, it is Bazinga's name. It's young Sheldon, uh, middle aged Sheldon, elder Sheldon. Sheldon Plankton. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah, let's see that show next. You know, Mm -hmm. once young Sheldon's done, Sheldon Plankton. Mm -hmm. Sheldon's are only funny. I couldn't name a Sheldon I know that isn't funny. Name three Sheldons, full names and addresses. Okay, Sheldon Big Bang. All right. Sh- uh, Sheldon Plankton and uh, Sheldon Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you familiar? Oh, the another sh- Big Bang, <laughs> two Big Bangs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, they, they, but they're different people because one is young Sheldon, the other one is Sheldon Cooper. All right, I get what you're saying. You know, he becomes Sheldon Cooper later. Yes. Uh, we Ren, you gotta watch that video of him rapping. I like young Sheldon rapping uh, the whole thing. CBS, they pulled airtime together 30 minutes for an ad for their fall lineup. And it's 30 minutes of, I'd opens with a big musical number all about CBS shows. It's the, it's horrendous. It's really, really bad. Um, and I watched every second. Yeah. Should we, um, feel this fall. It's called Feel This Fall. Let's um, let's finish this, and then I'd be more than happy to. I don't know legally if I can, but I'd be more than happy to play it as part of the podcast. Like I'm sure legally um, we can play the audio, right? Yeah. Uh, it's an advertisement, right? Yeah. CBS wants us to advertise their show. Like, they would, you know, they would put this into our podcast if they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so real, real quick, uh, the Sheldon Plankton family, they get together. They're all like Southern. They want root beer. <laughs> she made me want root beer. <laughs> uh, they're promised if they get the secret formula, they can have unlimited root beer. That's nice, right? Yeah. And Mr. Krabs is flushed in the toilet. Uh, I like this line. Curse you, Plankton, and your ability to join together and form a working human ear. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, Mr. Krabs has a concept of humanity. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, that is strange. Uh, a little bit deeper there. And then they get into the vault where the secret formula is. They get it. Turns out the secret recipe is plankton. Four, they... uh, it's four heaping pounds of freshly mm-hmm. ground plankton. Yeah. And then they head for the hills. Well, They're... most of them do. Yeah. Well, why ain't you running, Bryce? Yeah. Uh, I can't read. And that's that. Well, it's not actually the secret ingredient. You left out a very important detail. Yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't actually the secret ingredient. Uh, the secret ingredient is at home under Krabs' mattress. Mm-hmm. He runs home to like protect it. He He's doing the same bit that Plankton does the whole episode. Yeah. Where he's running away. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like... Th- so you thought that these episodes were like equal? Yeah, I thought they were equal. I yeah, liked... I-, uh, I loved Missing Identity. I thought Plankton's army was funny. Okay. I, I felt like Miss uh, Plankton's army was a little bit weaker. I, yeah. I could hear it in your voice and your uh, 
your recap. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have the energy. I had the, the all-grown-up energy for this section. You left out uh, Karen wife. Mm-hmm. That, the whole thing with his wife. Yeah, the yeah. Sheldon bit drags it down, I think. Yeah. But otherwise, I really like this segment. I like, uh, I like that there's no SpongeBob until the end, and he comes in and asks what's been happening. I like that Squidward was in the toilet the whole time. Yep. We when find that out. Mr. Krabs comes out. Um, Something I, I also like about this episode mm-hmm. is that it comes very close to the movie. And I feel like it, it kind of like s- sets a tone for it. The movie that we're going to watch in two weeks? Like, even as a kid, this is something mm-hmm. I felt. Because I'm pretty sure this was the last This was the last original season. What do you and mean by original of... season? Like, the last original season before the movie? Yeah, because it was supposed to end with the movie. Oh. And then it didn't. I didn't know it was supposed to end with the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the movie was supposed to be it, and then it kept going. Mm. Should have ended. Would people still talk about SpongeBob today if it had ended then? People still talk about Seinfeld today. Yeah. I mean, if a show ends well, people are going to talk about it, no matter how long or short it was. There would have been, like, uh, nostalgia for Spongebob. But because Spongebob never stopped, there's it's missing out on all the nostalgia. People would be begging for it to come back. Mm -hmm. And then it would, with Spongebob Camp Coral, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, it looks like this was the third to last episode before the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm. It does set it up well. All right. Anything else with SpongeBob? What do you want to rate this episode? You big surprise. What is it? I'm actually gonna give it an eight. Okay, I talked you down. That was my goal. The uh, the shell remembering the Sheldon yeah. scene talked me down. Yeah. Uh, I'm with like a, a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. This. Yeah. It was funny. I still enjoyed it. I liked revisiting SpongeBob. So. Uh, yeah, it's good to ask me how well SpongeBob holds up still. Mm-hmm. It's still funny. It's still sharp. Animation's great. Like these really, these early episodes, they really had something special here. Well, I think something I appreciate a lot about it is that it, um, it can, it could have been made today. Yeah. Right. SpongeBob could have been made today with the same humor, the same lines, and it still hits. It feels very modern. It feels. Yeah. It, you know, it, unlike many shows of its era. It doesn't try to be like a typical early 2000s cartoon. Mm-hmm. It just tries to be SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's aged incredibly well. Um, like these these episodes have at least. Oh, yeah. I, I really can't speak. Like, no. I doubt that like the recent stuff is anywhere as good. I'm telling you, SpongeBob Camp Coral just came out, I think, the other day. And it's like a 3D animated SpongeBob show. I think it's a prequel it's about like where SpongeBob and Patrick first met. Uh, oh yeah, they're doing all those spinoffs now that he's dead, right? Yeah. Stephen Hillenburg. Yeah, yeah. Dummy. Mm-hmm. So they have young SpongeBob now. <clears throat> all right. Uh, anything else, Ren? We just we we powered through these. This was a uh, Friday Night Nicktoons. Do you have any memories of like this yeah. kind of, these kinds of blocks as a kid? Let's let's talk about our fe- our like yeah. You know, personal attachment to this kind of stuff when we were uh, before we do the fall musical thing so yeah so I, I gotta be honest i when it comes to the nickelodeon side of things <clears throat> uh, i i don't know cartoons maybe in general like yeah the shows i really liked no they like i liked wild thornberries hey arnold <laughs> um fairly odd parents and early spongebob like those were the shows on nickelodeon that i really enjoyed 
So that was like probably early 2000. Uh-huh. Um, like late 90s where like that that was my my jam. So this where this is like 2004, right? Yeah. Um I didn't I I don't feel really any sentimental attachment to any of these other than the the later SpongeBob episodes that we watched. Even yeah. Teenage Robot which I really enjoyed um revisiting and I I liked at the time. I I've never gone back to revisit it. I've never been like, "Oh, I want to rewatch that because it was good mm-hmm. um but i think that's just me i i did watch a lot of the, like the live action stuff that was going on over on disney channel um as well at the time so yeah that, that's kind of where i'm at what about you for me i so i watched all of these shows mm-hmm. growing up but like none of them were like super my favorites i watched spongebob a lot because everyone my age watched spongebob a lot growing up yeah so i have you know a lot of nostalgia i have a lot of like visceral memories of spongebob mm-hmm. but like while i really liked rewatching danny phantom and teenage robot and they were shows i enjoyed they like rewatching what it wasn't something that made me nostalgic mm-hmm. it, i definitely respect them and i think i appreciate them more as tv series looking at them like just these small glimpses i got yeah at least but uh all grown up i couldn't even believe <laughs> getting through this episode how much of it i actually watched as a kid Mm-hmm. it's dire it's so boring and bland and it's same as chalk zone it's just lifeless yeah yeah it feels a little bit um uninspired or like empty both of but them like my my big problem with nickelodeon as a kid and why i would almost never watch like friday night nicktoons or any of the blocks they would do mm-hmm. it's because they don't air new episodes in like a coherent order most of the time yeah like, these Spongebob episodes, there's a season two episode and then a season three episode, like, mm-hmm. and the movie is going to come out in, like, two or three months from the Spongebob, but why are these two episodes from two completely different seasons? Why aren't they just whatever's newest at the time or new episodes? No. Like, I think yeah. the only new episodes in this, uh, like, listing were for All Grown Up and Danny Phantom. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else was a rerun. It was the same. Yeah. Like, even Chalk Zone and uh, Teenage Robot, they had to have been reruns because there weren't any episodes that aired on this day that this plot yeah. held. So, and it was like, it, this should have this should have been when they were pulling uh, pulling out, like, all the stops, right? Yeah. When every all the big hits should have been coming out with the new episodes. Like, I, um, on Friday nights, I would watch Cartoon Network. Like, this mm-hmm. this predates the Nickelodeon Friday yeah. Night Block by a few years. Like, mm-hmm. this was late 90s, very early 2000s. But Cartoon Network had a Friday Night Block where they would just air new cartoons like Edit and Eddie or Dexter's Lab or Johnny Bravo. Yeah. And, like, I would know when new stuff would air. Mm-hmm. Or, like, on also on Cartoon Network, every Saturday night there would be Toonami showing, like, new anime. Yeah. And that was every single week. It would never rerun things the way that the Nickelodeon blocks do. And it would always tell you in advance what would be new. And like, it really comes down to Nickelodeon's poor management. Even now, I feel like they kind of have poor management. Like they prioritize SpongeBob above everything else. Yes. You know, even looking at this block, we can see that Mm -hmm. we got four SpongeBob segments. And while they were easily the best part of the block, there were still two SpongeBob episodes back to back that weren't even new. Yeah. They were just put there at the end to fill it. So, not it, that isn't telling me that Nickelodeon is confident in SpongeBob. It's telling me that Nickelodeon is insecure about all their other shows. Yeah, 
so that, but they know SpongeBob will do fine. So they're they're good with it. I um I would watch a lot of Nickelodeon after school. So like I would come home and that would be the channel that would be on from like I don't know, like four to seven. Like four I to would, six. I'd usually put on ABC Family until Gilmore Girls would come on. Mm-hmm. Then I would swap usually to Cartoon Network or like NBC or something, or TBS. Yeah. Like uh there was like in like late middle school, early high school, I I discovered the office. Okay, like yeah. A, third or fourth season but like mm-hmm. through reruns so i would just watch that uh and then at night i would swap to nick at night and usually mm-hmm. that, that would be like my tv schedule throughout my younger years yeah because i'm trying to like cartoon network um foster's home for imaginary friends and codename kids next doors were like probably their the their later shows that i watched mm-hmm. so like anything before that i i had watched like i i watched dexter as powerpuff like uh, the yeah. the basics um, but even those ones, like, I don't feel sentimental towards any of those. I think I feel most tied from art on Cartoon Network to like Foster's Home. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, but it, it, it's funny. I remember watching mm-hmm. watching that a lot as a kid. I thought it was very funny. I didn't. It wasn't one of the shows I ended up finishing. Yeah, I think I aged out of it before it ended. Yeah. Um. Because something we watched tonight reminded me of it. Chalk Zone. Chalk Zone reminded me of similar vibes of, like, the character who creates... The main character creates the, like, supporting character. The difference, um, the difference being that Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends has so much personality. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that show. So. Me too. Uh, okay. So... That that uh, the big fiftieth Ren. Did you get fireworks? Uh, I didn't because it's illegal, Bryce, in Massachusetts. Right. Not... Yes. Nope. That is correct. I know, you, I know you. I know you're a big New Hampshire guy. Yeah, that's um. You know about stuff like the Red Sox or. Yeah. No, the Red Sox unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. Yeah, the first time we talked about basketball, you called them the Celtics. <laughs> well, you didn't correct me. I mean, it would have been rude. Everyone mm-hmm. pronounces things different, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to share my screen. <laughs> Let's uh, feel this fall. So we can feel this fall. Because I just... We, um, I don't think... It, Wait, this is an right. Tract. Yeah. Before you do the audio, make sure that your volume thing isn't going to go down like it does sometimes. Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah, that's is, right. I think we can check through Zoom. Uh, stop the share. Stop the share. Stop it. Let's see real quick. Um, it was like one of my settings, I think, right? Yeah, I think it's a setting. No, I think it, it's... Uh, you cannot minimize your... You cannot minimize... I don't want to minimize Zoom. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... Audio settings. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Press background. Uh, Yep, suppress background noise. You want to put it on low? Yep, I got it there. Okay, cool. So thanks thanks for the reminder, though, because no there was a chance that it wouldn't have been that way. All right, this is, uh, this is CBS's ad for their upcoming fall lineup. Can you turn that up, Bryce? Yeah. Um, you didn't tell me you were engaged. Yeah, it's not a big deal. What? It's a huge deal. What is wrong with everybody these days? 
feel like something's off as the world begins to heal. There's a sense that we all need, like, permission now to feel. We've forgotten it's okay, and we somehow feel it's wrong. So to illustrate my point, I feel like bursting into song. Okay, real quick, Ren, what do you think of that opening? It's, uh, you know, it's <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, reminds me a lot of Les Mis. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very Les Mis-esque, you can tell. Um, she might have a child off in a village somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm we're 47 <laughs> seconds in. Yeah. I'm Good. lost. This woman's okay. engaged. We got some CBS comedies. Yeah, I didn't, the engaged thing threw me off. Um, Is and... the audio also out of sync on your end? No, no. Uh, <laughs> don't do anything to fix it for me. I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> and you know the best way to feel? TV! You feel the romance when those friends at long last finally kiss. You feel the tension when our hero fights their nemesis. And when the Emmys give on out to your favorite nominee. <laughs> or watch Survivor and feel relieved you're not there. <laughs> when football season is here, I'll tune in and I'll cheer, although I never could catch a ball. Now let's reveal our fearless ball. Okay. This is uh, one <laughs> right? <laughs> so why do you think this advertisement for... Uh... <laughs> CBS was made and aired on CBS. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess putting away the money laundering theory for right yeah. now. You know the episode of The Office Surplus? Where yeah. they have a really good year, and Michael decides to spend it on mm-hmm. a uh, Burlington Coat Factory coat? Yes. Is that this, this is one executive's Burlington Coat Factory coat. Yeah. I... Just getting these poor suckers together and forcing them to sing and dance. Yeah, everything I've seen of, like, Arrested Development, I've been watching Succession recently, uh, everything I've seen of those shows makes me only know that this is a single exec who said, this is something we need. Um, is, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> let's do... To, lo- to old Hollywood, Bryce. Except it's... <laughs> it's a new CBS. Also, did you like the line about uh, when our favorite shows win Emmys? What CBS show wins Emmys? The Big Bang Theory is swimming in Emmys. But it's done. That's been gone for years. You think Young Sheldon isn't gonna switch <laughs> the drama Emmy Emmy tonight? Uh, I know for a fact it's not that Young Sheldon <laughs> is not gonna take any Emmys. In fact, um, I can't. I can't. I can't think of a single CBS show, other than you said. I know Big Bang Theory did collect a decent set of Emmys. Um, uh, that has been even Emmy nominated. Two and a half so, men has a lot of Emmys. Mm-hmm. But he, that's, there's nothing nothing new nothing okay i'm gonna continue this we're gonna keep going okay. with feel this fall now we'll go for me i love to laugh i want something hilarious give me those comedies like seinfeld dude that wasn't us united states of alice back and so is the neighborhood i haven't seen that yet no. 
Sheldon, it's a hit. Sounds so like I'm told. That intro ghost feels pretty lit. I'm sold. Red. What? That new show Ghost feels pretty lit. I'm so <laughs> It's so bad. And he this guy, this this new girl guy can't sing. He's a new girl. Yeah. This kid's not getting an Emmy ever. He's getting a Tony. Don't forget to slather sunscreen on your body. The equalizer is outstanding TV. Tell Queen Latifah she can equalize me. So, okay. Um, <laughs> Red, what did you say? I've never heard a damn thing about the equalizer. The equalizer is outstanding TV. That's Every, what they had eight. Its parents network. <laughs> its parent network has to say about it. It's outstanding TV. Uh, I also feel so Wayne Brady comes in here at the eleventh hour. He he just won the Masked Singer like a year or two ago. Why is he not the lead in this musical number? You have you listened to him sing on Whose Line? They'd have he's, to pay so much. Yeah, so that's okay. So you're saying because he's so good. They look, they have four minutes, 18 seconds, mm -hmm. feel this fall money, not <laughs> Wayne Brady improvising a little solo money, okay? <laughs> this is the exact yes. dream. This is not <laughs> Wayne Brady's dream. Yeah. Um, I also um I need you to know that the the girl here uh is a Broadway star. She in fact uh was the original i don't know the girl's name but the girl in kinky boots oh yes oh so all right let's finish this we have a minute yeah. 18 left let's uh push through to the end of feel this fall it's like i'm right back at That show's still on. Yes! And we know Bob Hart's Abishola. Well, I heart, let's, let's make a deal. Watch CBS this fall and finally feel. Feel this Feel overwhelmed, cause, well, this schedule is full. Forty-eight hours tough as male SEAL team bold. I'm never going to complain about any of those shitty HBO ads where they show off like six shows ever again. Um, yeah. Not that bad. 
it can be worse. CBS put out like I I I I don't even know what this is. Um, the ending lyrics were just watch CBS, watch CBS, watch CBS. This is like a fetish thing, right? It's like a fetish video. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know, Ren. Raft. But I uh I needed to make sure someone else saw it to make sure that I didn't make it all up. <laughs> I've seen it. I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. The uh, Equalizer, though you you really you think it should be a Wayne Brady? No, I no, I I was saying the whole the whole uh, musical number should have been Wayne Brady, not uh, anything against Queen Latifah. Bryce, CBS has eight yeah. Emmy noms this year. Yeah, that's compared to HBO's like ninety. HBO has twenty eight. All right. Well, uh, anything here's else? For what, it? Here's what CBS can win. CBS mm-hmm. can win outstanding competition program. They have the Amazing mm-hmm. Race going up against Nailed It, RuPaul, mm-hmm. Top Chef, and The Voice. Yep. Uh, outstanding talk v- variety talk series. They have the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. You know, mm-hmm. going up against John Oliver, Jimmy Kimmel, Trevor Noah, and Conan. Yeah, they have a uh, two stuff for outstanding variety special, the sixty third annual Grammy Awards, and the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show starring The Weeknd. Okay, half of those aren't even shows. Uh. <laughs> uh, Alice and Janney as mom mm-hmm. nominated. Okay. They got a. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even see mom mentioned here. Maybe they're done with mom. Maybe it, got it ended. Canceled. Yeah. Oh, it did end. Oh. Ended in May. Uh, be positive, and mom. They got two directing. Okay. But they're up against Ted. Two Ted. Three Ted Lassos. Yeah. Damn. Ted Lasso's gonna sweep this whole thing. I really hope it does. Oh, have you? Been, have, are you caught up with the newest season? Oh yes, I'm caught up. Yeah. What do you think of these most recent episodes? Um, the newest one was phenomenal. Yes, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm gearing up for a tragedy for the, for the last few episodes. Yeah, I would have been okay if this past one was the finale. Um, really? Because it, it, I felt like it had strong finale vibes, but the fact that I think we have three or four more episodes. So, um, I'm curious what happens, right? Because the season is technically over for them. I, I I'm not I don't know. Like the the soccer season or football season, I'm yeah. sorry. But I don't know what comes next. No. But I, I don't I can't imagine it's anything good for Ted personally. No. No. Um all right, Ren. How we do it? I feel like like we filled out the fiftieth. It's been we have felt this fall. We're ready to go back to Ned's next week. <laughs> do you have any Bryson and Ren memories we want to share before we close off? Um, I liked, I think my favorite moment has been the live wheel spin, um, <laughs> which, uh, was a catastrophe and then resulted in full house being potentially, uh, one of the shows that we watched after Corey in the house. That was a great moment. It was, yeah, I think that was, uh, absolutely fantastic. So, so, uh, we go back to Ned next week. Then we mm-hmm. go back to a uh, year anniversary. Yes. Did we decide what we're doing for that? I, I can't remember. Yeah, we said something during this podcast. I'll commit to it. Oh, we're rewatching our first episode of the podcast. Okay, yep, and then we're going to podcast about the podcast. <laughs> yep, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Season one of Ned is, uh, we're going to get to the end eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we can take our time. I'm in no rush to get through Ned's, so... All right, Red. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening, making it this far. 
you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm going to put up the feedback form for last week's Neds. Um, this week, I figured it didn't yeah. make sense to have it uh, existing for two weeks, so it should be up um, probably come tomorrow. And otherwise, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoy your hibernation. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.